Hey y'all, welcome to the Technical Knockout Podcast, the hardcore casual podcast for MMA fans. Today we're going to look back at Sanhagen versus Song, talk about our predictions, what went right, what went wrong, uh, cover the main event, and go through some technical analysis of the whole card. Stick with us. Welcome fight fans to the Technical Knockout Podcast, the hardcore casual show for the hardcore casual fan, where our analysis isn't just a knockout, it's technical. Stick with us as we recap a amazing, bloody, and action-packed fight weekend of Sanhagen versus Song. Come and break down the picks that we got right, picks that we got wrong, and some up-and-comers to look at. Stick with us. All right, so, uh, you know, the the card altogether was pretty awesome, in my opinion. I thought there was a lot of good fights. Uh, some of the fights we predicted pretty accurately, I think. Uh, Bashra versus Gravely looked like how we expected. Loma versus Gomez, uh, be it some surprise. Uh, some of the fights we didn't predict very well, like the Sabatini fight and the Chidi and uh, Rodriguez fight. But uh, nonetheless, it was a really exciting night of fights. A lot of blood on this card, too. A lot of big cuts. Uh, what would you think about the, the fight night overall, Jordan? I think it was really entertaining. And I think that you hit it right on the nose in um, last week's prediction that there's a lot of people on this card that I think will be hearing their name a lot um, you know, for, for a couple years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, I would say if you know the two people that really impressed me the most uh, on my part was Basharat. Uh, and actually, Gomes. Gomes really impressed mm. me, being uh, 22 years old. Um, but yeah, we'll oh wow, I didn't know it. she was 22. Yeah, she's young, young cat. I, uh, you know, I think that this, I think this Gomes and uh, Look Bon Me match matchup. Yeah, I think we may, may or may not see that again within like four or five years because they're both very young. And you know, I say Gomes did a very good job, you know, in, in there with a with a very dangerous Muay Thai striker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there was a lot of surprises uh, on Saturday, as there normally is with a with a good UFC card. You know, there's always something that goes wrong or goes right that you didn't expect. Uh, let's uh, let's start uh, breaking down that main event, man. It was it was a banger for as long as it lasted. You know, you could definitely see the uh, you know the disappointment in Sanhagen and Song's face that they did not get to finish this battle. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, I kind of felt like the doctor stoppage was warranted. I thought it was going to happen earlier. Like, the 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 cut in the Chidi versus Gregor Rodriguez fight was insane, man. I really thought that that was going to be enough to stop the fight and that my first round KO prop would uh, would stick with the doctor stoppage. But, hey, man, it is what it is. So when it I saw like, that, uh, sorry to cut you off. What were you saying, Jordan? No, no, no. I was, it seems like everybody was getting cut. That yeah, night. I don't it know. What's like, going I don't know. On. Like everybody riding around the same spot, right above that that eye, that eyebrow. Yeah, man, it happens that way, man. Sometimes, like, it's weird this game. You know, sometimes something will happen earlier in the night, and then you'll see it come up later. Like, I remember when uh, Aljamain hit that uh, uh stretch on Cody Stamen, and then uh, Zabit got it like two fights later. You know, or uh, a few weeks ago, there was a card where uh, somebody got like a. Uh, a foul in the second or third round and they had to go to a technical decision and like that was the first time i'd seen that in however many years of fighting or watching fights and then it happened again the same night so it's like i don't know it's weird sometimes you see like uh, themes come together throughout the night and uh on saturday it was definitely uh really disgusting cuts and bloody wars you know which i think I think you're right about this doctor stoppage being warranted and i think that actually is going to play into you know into song's favor in a couple of years, especially if he is able to keep on winning, 
I I think and I, one thing I would love to point out about Sanhagen, you know, he wasn't very successful in his attempts, but he utilized his wrestling extremely, you know, well for the game plan that he was going for. You know, I he had yeah, I think let me let me check my notes. I think he was, he was over like 13 on uh takedown attempts, mm-hmm. but that helped open up his uh you know his striking game a little bit more song was not able to get his um you know his his punches his barrage of punches going which is where i think his you know this power shots kind of come from he hits one or two and is able to disguise it and then crack somebody yeah and and with sanhagen you know constantly going for the takedowns or then even after you know uh kind of into the second into the third he was really utilizing those uh those those level chain fakes Mm-hmm. And then going straight back to his attack. So I think the variety really, really troubled Song, but it's going to be a great. This was, I think, was a great learning experience for him being in there with someone as tough as Sanhagen. Absolutely, yeah, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I you know when we were breaking down the fight initially, uh, we both agreed that Sanhagen's feints and his movement and his creativity on the feet would be too much for Song. Uh, whenever I said that, I envisioned more of a kick heavy game plan from Sanhagen. Um, but I didn't expect him to go for wrestling at all in this fight. And that was a huge part of the fight, like you said. Um, he 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 used his feints and he used his creativity, but in a whole different realm than I expected. So really showing new wrinkles to the game from San Hagen. You love to see that, uh, especially at this stage in his career where he's coming off a couple losses. Uh, big win for him on Saturday. You saw how many times you said he was 0 for 13 on the takedowns. Like He would just reach for the leg and... By the like third or fourth round, when uh, he would go for the fake takedowns, you see Song have these super exaggerated reactions, and uh, like that's that's just what great feints and movement will get you. You know what I mean? You'll get your your opponent to overreact to stuff, and that set up his striking later in the fight, especially those elbows. And those elbows are sick. I would love to see Sanhagen continue to develop a ground game. You saw Ryan Hall in his corner, so obviously yeah. he's been putting a little bit of time into that. And, you know, I really think, you know, what what I would love, if I were if we're going to talk storyline, I would love to see Sanhagen, one, I'd love to see Sanhagen holding the belt before the end of the career. But I wouldn't mind seeing Sanhagen, you know, become champ and then hear, you know, see Song rattle off four or five win streak, uh, a four or five fight win streak, and then maybe challenging and having this rematch for you know have it because it'll be go it'll go you know with the championship belt on the line that's another five found uh five round fight the ufc already has the image of the doctor stoppage san hagen falling to his knees saying i wanted to finish this guy off you know it's a perfect perfect ready-made story to go into a major major fight in a couple yeah years. definitely i i could definitely see this matchup happening again down the line i mean uh you look at the title fight picture for bantamweight right now uh, we got Aljamain versus TJ coming up in uh, October. Aljamain's 33. TJ's going to be like 36, I think, when the fight starts. So, you know, Sanhagen's 24, or Sanhagen's 30 and Song is 24. So we could definitely see them fight for the title in a few years. You know, I think uh, they've got a lot of room to grow in this division, in the stacked Bantamweight division. It's good. It's about time. I'm, I'm glad to see a lot of these divisions starting to, you know, really get moving. You know, not too much, too much of a logjam. Get some fresh faces in there and see some fresh matchups. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that's something that's plagued the welterweight and lightweight divisions the last couple of years was people not wanting to fight down or not wanting to book fights against other top guys. So it's a it's a refreshing change of pace to see it moving at bantamweight, one of the more stacked divisions.
I think uh, uh, Song Yudong showed a lot of really good skills in this fight, and I think uh, he's going to be some real trouble for a lot of those guys. I mean, you know, he didn't get it done, obviously, against Sanhagen, but he looked for sure like he belonged in there against top five guys, 100%. Yeah, I think he needed this fight. I think this was a fight that, you know, like I said, I feel like, you know, it's like, like you said, you need to fight those top five guys to know what it's like to be a top five guy. And, you know, you're in there with someone who, you know, I believe could be a future champion. Yeah. That's going to give him a lot of, you know, sometimes you gain a lot, a lot more confidence in a loss against a tough opponent mm-hmm. than you do in a win. And, you know, there's a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of ways that Song can look at this, but I feel like every single way is positive. Um, I think, I think he is going to have to, you know, be a little bit more well-rounded uh, to to open up that you know that power counter punch that he has, mm-hmm. but you know he's he's young, young dude. You know, like you were saying, so much room to grow, and you know it looks it looks like he's getting exponentially better every single fight. So we'll definitely be seeing him, you know, in the top five. I think for the next couple of years. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. It kind of feels to me like uh, I think his skill set with the power punching and the tight boxing and the inside and his, you know, his great wrestler. We didn't get to see much of it in this fight, but he did stuff the 13 takedown attempts from Sanhagen. Um, I think he's a really bad matchup for the, for the champion, Aljamain Sterling, honestly. Uh, I didn't think that going into this fight, but seeing how fast song is in the pocket and how he really didn't even fade as the fight went on. Like I was worried about his cardio and he didn't show much, variance he he stayed in there the whole time plus i think this is kind of like a moral victory in a sense for him um just because you know if you look at the scorecards how the fights were how the judges were scoring it i think uh two of them had it going 2-2 into the third or to the to the fifth and one of them had sanhagen up 3-1 but regardless song was right there you know if that fight doesn't get if he doesn't get that cut and uh the fight doesn't get stopped in the fourth and he wins the fifth round then we're looking at an entirely different title picture right now you know when you like, you know, like you said, he has that powerful, you know, counter punch. There's always that, you know, that that one shot knockout power that he has there catching, especially late in the fifth round. So you know, like you said, you never know uh, what would have happened in that fifth round. I don't know. I don't know so much if I agree that it was two two. I would probably put it more. You know, I was more in favor three one, mm-hmm. and that's that's to me that's generous. I think Sanhagen really had um, had controlled most of the fight, but. You know, as you were saying, I think this was a big moral victory for him. I think he's going to grow a lot from this fight, and I think the next, you know, God help the next two or three opponents that have to yeah. go up against Song next. Yeah, I, I I would like to see him against uh, somebody like Marab or something like that. One of those like more wrestling heavy guys, uh, maybe a, a step down. And he fights somebody like uh, Cody Stamen or something like that. I think that would be a really interesting fight. Um, but uh, regardless, I, I think we're going to see a lot of good things coming from Song Yudong and, and from Sanhagen for sure. But uh, Song Yudong, I, I think, shows, uh, like we said, he has a lot of room to grow. You know, I, I, we're going to be looking at like uh, earlier in the in the uh, prediction video. We said that every fight you see Song, he looks like a different guy. And that was no different uh, on Saturday. He looked like a whole nother monster. You know, the guy that knocked out Mama Marias, uh looked like a whole different guy than the guy that fought Stan Hagen on Saturday. Uh, I loved seeing him get in the, the, the pocket with San Hagen and he hurt him in that second round. Cause he, he throws like, like we said, he throws that jab 
and it sets it up. And it's not like a very committed jab. It's not like one that he's going to hurt you with. But once he gets inside, he throws two, three punches so fast. And uh, I think that's going to be a, a problem for some of the guys in the top of the division. All right, moving on to the Komen event. How about Rodriguez? Yeah, no, nah, that was insane, man. I, I honestly, I, I kind of, I feel like I wrote off Rodriguez in this fight. I thought that, uh, I thought Chidi, like we said, I thought Chidi was just going to hit too hard for him. I thought he was going to hurt him and not let off on the gas. Um, Rodriguez was way tougher than I expected, and I, I should have gave him credit for that. But, you know, props to him for, uh, for coming out and fighting like a warrior and getting it done, man. That was, that was insane. That first exchange. He goes for the takedown and Chidi blasts him with the knee. That gives him that crazy cut between his eyes. That was insane, bro. I can't imagine taking that shot and keep moving. Like Rodriguez is tough for the nails. That was that was an awesome performance from him. Well, you kind of caught you. You know, it almost went your way. You know, we we, we kind of said that if Chidi isn't able to get it done in the first, that it might be more difficult for him. And that's you know, I think that was Chidi's chance to really put it away early. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, incredibly exciting. I would love to see them both get a little bit more, um, as you as you would say, cerebral with their power. Because you know, I mm-hmm. think that I think fighting that type of style is going to shorten their careers. And, yeah. Because um, yeah. you know, your your chin doesn't get better with time. Yeah. So I feel like if they can if they can start fighting a little bit more cerebral, then I think they'll be able to. But I think both of them will be able to evolve a little bit better. But you know, you, they get fight of the night. You know, they made fight of the night, got that bonus, so I'm sure they're not mad either way. Yeah, well-deserved bonus for sure, too. I mean, there were some other good fights on this card, but that fight really stuck out, especially with knockdowns on both sides and the huge cut, you know. I think if that fight didn't get, if Rodriguez didn't get the stoppage at the end of that round, or at the uh, in the second round there, like, going into the third, he probably, the doctor probably would have stopped it from that cut because it was really bad, man. And, you know, you see those cuts give, like, a sense of urgency to the fighter that's cut. Now you have have a time limit on the fight now, you know. You have to make it happen before you can't see anymore. Well, yeah, and especially now because, you know, we're getting, we're getting more as we... As we learn more and more about, uh, you know, the damage that a lot of these fighters undertake, you see mm-hmm. a lot of these doctor stoppages happening more and more. Mm-hmm. And understandably, because, I mean, how many times do you and I talk about how, you know, yeah, I love the heart of that kid, but, you know, that that round just took about five years off of his life. Yeah, man. So tough. You're, you're definitely right that it's probably going to put a little bit more, you know, put a little bit more urgency on a fighter to get it done or to put the action on when they have something like that coming up. So that's a good point. My pick that the pick that I'm not upset that I got wrong, I will say because of the story going into it, Axon Jackson getting it done in round one. Yeah, that was that was insane, man. I I didn't know the whole scope of the fight going into it. I didn't know that uh, Damon Jackson had lost his brother the week before. Rest in peace to to the Jackson family. You know, that's that's a tough one. And he was a young guy, too, from what I understand. So that guy, you know, Damon Jackson was out there fighting for a lot more than just the UFC victory that night. And uh, a very uh, uh, emotional performance from him, you know. The shot when they pan to the crowd and you see his family cheering and and crying together. It was... uh, it's hard not to get emotional about these things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm 
Very, very, very excited to see where he goes from here um, and see mm-hmm. get to see a little bit more from this uh, this young man. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, uh, man, you know that I really thought that uh, I was hoping to see some awesome grappling exchanges from that fight. Um, I think still like they match up very well against each other grappling wise, but he smoked him in a minute, so we can't say anything. You know, <laughs> that was a great performance from him, man. Good job. Sometimes you get clipped, and sometimes you just get beat, man. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, All right, you, want to, you want to move on to uh, Gomes and Look on Me? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that fight real quick. What what, what did you think about that one, uh, Loma and, and Denise Gomes? Um, I actually I really enjoyed that fight. Um, you know, I we like you said, I think we thought Look on Me was going to dominate pretty handily, which she did. Mm-hmm. I did love seeing how tough Gomes was. I don't think she was ever, you know, like I don't think she was ever in danger of getting put away. Yeah. Um, showed that great grit like you were talking about. Um, I, you know, she got that quick cut early too. And, you know, I think that might have inhibited a couple of her submission attempts that she had, which I love seeing her go for really trying to, trying to, trying to exploit that hole in Look Bon Me's game. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, I think Look Bon Me might need to to step up her grappling game, her jujitsu game for sure. And just like I said with the the clinch, you know, her falling into that, she she used utilized her clinch falling into a an advantageous position on the ground, and a lot mm-hmm. of times into that that side control or into that mount. I really would love to see her develop um, develop a good rear naked choke because I think that she'd be able to catch a lot of girls in that. You know, get that Muay Thai trip in, maybe blast him with an elbow or two, and then catch him as they're turning away from her mm-hmm. into that. But as it is now, I think I think that situation would probably get her in trouble more than it would secure her a win with her falling on top and getting caught on bottom. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I loved seeing her trips and her clinch work, like we said, and her front kicks on the feet. And she looked amazing on the feet. And uh, I saw a lot of people on like the forum and stuff like that saying that she showed really poor fight IQ in this fight by uh, tripping her and walking away and, you know, tripping her and following her to the ground and then ending up getting swept uh, by Gomez and stuff like that. And uh, I do agree with that in, in a certain sentiment. But on the other hand, I do like seeing fighters add wrinkles to their game and the best ex- the best teacher is experience. So going for those kind of uh, grappling heavy performances uh, at this point in her career is pretty, uh, pretty cool to see. Um, that being said, she uh, the, what really, uh, you know, kind of got me uh, worried about Loma was uh, in that I think it was the second round. She trips her and just like turns and walks away and Gomez dives on her legs while she has her back turned to her you know this isn't a muay thai fight you know it's not only on the feet so uh you can't just like walk away from your opponent because they're on the ground like we've seen guys get hurt because they did something like that you know so i was happy that uh gomez just went for a takedown and not for a knockout punch or a head kick but that's a really bad defensive showing from loma and i understand it was about the visual she wanted to show off for the crowd and show off for the judges and stuff and it worked but, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with stuff like that, man. I'd like to see her shore up some of those defensive irresponsibilities and, like you said, go for uh, some more grappling and jiu-jitsu. Um, at this point in her career, though, I do kind of feel like she's starting to uh, stagnate. We might be seeing the, the ceiling for Loma. Uh, she's not going to be able to beat those tough wrestlers 
if she keeps going the way she's going. So I, I'd like to see her add some stuff. And same with Chidi that we were talking about earlier, because if Chidi can get that 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 uh, defensive uh, takedown defense up and uh, you know work on some of his uh, striking defense as well, um, we could see him be a real problem at the middleweight division. But as it stands, where he's uh, just going for the knockout, blowing every shot, and almost falling over with some of his committed strikes. It's like, you know, it's tough. It's tough to see him against some, like, I, somebody like Derek Brunson would probably take advantage of that massively, you know? Um, that that Gomez fight was awesome, though, because Denise looked so good, man. Like, even though she was getting beat pillar to post, it felt like she stayed in there the whole time. And like we alluded to in the, the prediction uh, video, she came out so hot in that third round, and it looked like oh. for a second she was going to finish Loma, and uh, that would be insane. But she, yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised to see you know a late round submission, you know, her pulling one out, just like mm-hmm. that Invicta fight, you know, fighting championship. She's you know she didn't she doesn't quit, you know, she's yeah. going to be in there till you got to put her down to to win, mm-hmm. you know. So I I think that we're going to see big things from her, you know, especially yeah. if she just steadily evolves at twenty two. That's young. You know, she's yeah, got, absolutely. Yeah, so much time. Like I said, I think we could end up, you know, maybe seeing this this matchup again, you know, in four or five years because they're both young, twenty two and twenty six. You know, you will oh leave. wow, Loma's only twenty six. Yeah, she's only twenty six. So she, they've both got got room to improve and evolve. And I think if we see this fight again in about five years, I think it'll be a completely different fight on both sides. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, man. I hope uh, both of them continue to to you know round out their games. Uh, um, Gomez. Uh, looked better in her contender series fight than in this fight, but again, it was against a lower level of competition, and she was coming into this fight on short notice. I think she had three or four weeks notice, so great showing from her in that amount of time. And uh, again, you see that she's all heart. I'd like to see her fight somebody uh, kind of in the same stratosphere as her as far as age and experience goes. Maybe uh, that girl Yasmin that fought a few weeks ago against the the other Yasmin. Um, I forget her last name. I'm blanking on her last name, but uh, she she looked like a really tough fighter. Maybe she fights somebody like a Sam Hughes or an Ashley Yoder, somebody that uh, has a bit more experience, but is a a, uh, a decent matchup for her, a winnable fight. You know, I'll be I'll be I'll be interested to keep track of her. She definitely made a made a fan of me this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, man. She showed all heart, and you know there was a lot of fights this weekend that uh, that turned my opinion on some guys, Gregory Rodriguez in particular. I, uh, I I've got high hopes for this guy coming ahead because. Man, to take that knee that he took against Chidi in that first round and keep coming and, and get the knockout himself, I knew he was capable of putting on a gutsy performance like that, but seeing it live was uh, something to behold. You know, He, he really uh, pulled out all the stops and, and got that finish in the second round. It was, it was inspiring, you know? I'll tell you who made a fan who uh, you know who made a fan of me, and you you definitely called this was Basharat. I am you know I'm I'm not on the bandwagon yet, but I can definitely see myself getting on fairly soon because he showed an extremely well-rounded game. Absolutely, you know, man. I mean, I mean, look at look. Gravely went for let me see what it's at. I think he went for like nine takedown attempts, something like that, in that mm-hmm. area, and just could not get it. Yeah, and Basharat I think got like two or four takedowns. So not only did he you know, take what I thought was going to be his biggest weakness. He ended up turning the tables on it and, you know, just completely shut that down. And then yeah, also man. showed, showed, showed very smart, smart distance on the feet, giving good combinations. And I, I was very impressed. I can definitely see, I think he's definitely earned that undefeated record. And I think he's going to have, uh, I think he's going to have some, 
some success in the future as he nears that top five, top 10. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, Basharat, two fights in the UFC. And if you look at his, his, uh, his record before the UFC, he was undefeated for like 10 fights, I think. But some of those guys had really bad uh, records and level of competition was nowhere near what he's seeing now in the UFC and on the Contender Series. But he's passing these, these tests with flying colors again and again, just like we said, man. The guy's a beast. Super well-rounded. And uh, I, I hate to draw this comparison because it feels tired at, at points. A lot of people uh, make this this comparison, but he reminded me of a of a young Conor McGregor in there, with the way that he was throwing the back kick to get him move to the side, uh, catching him with the left straight. If he moves to that side, hitting him with the body kicks. You know the way he flows on the feet. It looks so good, man. It, it looks like like prime McGregor. But I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the same power as uh, McGregor did. But uh, he seems to be a little bit more defensively responsible too, and has that wrestling and grappling behind him as well. So the guy's got a really comprehensive game, super well rounded. I'm I'm very excited to see what happens with him moving forward. Um, and to get a scalp like Gravely on your record, where you know, like we said, Division One wrestler, tough guy to put away, has been in there with some great fighters. Uh, to get that clean of a performance against him, you got to pay attention to this guy moving forward. You know. I was imp- I was impressed how much he shut it down and how he just always stayed and like you like you alluded to just the creativity um, on top of the def- you know his defensive soundness is is it'll be something to watch he'll definitely I feel like he'll win me a lot of money coming coming in the future yeah definitely uh, I'll be I'll be telling him uh, in the future for sure and you know uh, I think the decision bet I mean I think we we said uh, either or I at least I predicted third round submission or decision. Um, he looked for that, that submission a few times, but Gravely's just so slippery on the ground, you know, and, uh, he, at that point in the third round, he was sweaty and a little bit, there was a little bit of blood in play as well. Um, not to take away from Gravely's performance at all. He, he looked great in that fight also. Like first round, he comes out and cut Basharat almost immediately with the, the read that you were talking about, the level change into the right hand. Uh, so that was a great shout by you and Gravely used it, but Basharat was, too tough man he stayed in there and uh managed the distance going forward from there and uh just poked and prodded his way to a unanimous decision hey man a w is a w and it gets him moving forward hell yeah man i'd love to see him fight somebody uh in the fringe top 15 or maybe one of those guys that uh were ranked but is now on a bit of a losing streak you know maybe he fights like a guy like a, a cody stamen or uh, one of those dudes that uh, are on the tail end of the top 15 or fringe. Um, the dude's going to show great things to come. I think he's still young in his career. And his uh, his little brother just fought on the Contender Series recently and looked like a mirror image of him. So uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, a one-two punch from those two brothers uh, in the UFC if they uh, if they stick around. What is his brother at? I believe he's also at Bantamweight. Uh, let me double-check, though. His name's Fareed. Um, it's either Bantamweight or Flyweight. Yeah, he's also at Bantamweight. So they're both fighting at Bantamweight. Uh, again, man, just a super stacked division. Um, Dude, I think. Could you could you imagine them both going on a tear and then fighting for a title? You know, do you, you know Dana would push that so hard? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't come down to that. You know, but uh, I think uh, Far- Farid is uh, the younger brother. I think he he still has some uh, some you know rounds and things to make up. Javid seems to be a step ahead of him right now. Um, but we'll see how they both develop. And, you know, having somebody that's, you know, your brother and in your weight class and in your gym 
uh, I'm sure they they do countless rounds together, day in and day out, and are constantly uh, sharpening the iron. You know what I mean? Nice to see that. It'll be cool, it'll be cool to see how they how they grow up. They get and you know just they're talking about with the marketability. You know they keep on winning. You know undefeated brothers. Yeah, that's yeah, a could be could be their key to get into a lot of high profile matchups on a, a lot of high profile cards. Yeah, definitely. You'll see uh, a lot of times uh, they'll put like. Either brothers or sisters or uh, partners, if they're uh, you know married or engaged or you know just going out or whatever. Sometimes they'll put those guys on the same card, and it'll be uh, uh, pretty interesting to see, like from an emotional standpoint, how uh, how you know sometimes you have to coach your friend and then go in and fight, or like fight and then go after and coach your your friend. And uh, friend, the fr- uh, your friend, I could get that, but like if I had to deal with like my spouse on another card, yeah, yeah. Back, like if you go out the, the the first, you know, and you win, and then they go out and lose, it's just like, oh man, it's kind of hard to celebrate. Yeah, man, that's tough. That's or, true. I didn't you, know. Or you both go in there and get blasted, and like, hey, honey, maybe we should rethink our careers. Yeah, word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's better to be there with somebody, right? But yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, JP buys and Cheyenne buys, they fought together. They were married and, uh, JP got knocked out in like a minute. And then Cheyenne came out and beat the shit out of the girl that she was fighting. And you see him like bloodied up hugging her in the octagon. Uh, now they've since split up, which is unfortunate, but it was really, uh, it's an interesting dynamic to see that. Cause I mean like, Hey, if I lose, at least my girl got it done. Right. That's the half class, uh, half class pool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, at least someone's get, hey, at least someone in our family is getting paid tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we'll be able to eat for this week, you know. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I think Basharat's going to show a lot of great things to come. I'm excited to see how uh, Gregory Rodriguez uh, moves forward. And Loma, I, I, I would love to see her shore up some of that fight IQ and some of those defensive irresponsibilities. But I think, again, she showed her awesome Muay Thai skills and... Um, yeah, man. A uh, great card altogether. I was pretty excited about it. Uh, one fight that we didn't cover that was uh, a great performance uh, was uh, Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Emidovsky. Did you get a chance to check that one out, Jordan? No, I didn't. What, tell me about it. All right. So uh, Joe Pfeiffer fought on the Contender Series and uh, had like a, a great knockout over there. And uh, they kept showing this promo shot in the package leading up to the fight on Saturday where it was Dana White saying, like, you want to get in the UFC, be Joe Pfeiffer. And uh, so it was big ups from the company head, you know. And uh, they gave him a pretty favorable matchup in this one against Alan Amadovsky. Uh Amadovsky looked like a tough guy before he got to the UFC, had a bunch of first-round finishes. Uh, then he had uh, three fights in the UFC, and all of them were him getting stopped in the first round. So uh, I think they were trying to give Joe a bit of a layup in this matchup, which is, you know, it's... It's whatever because this is first fight in the UFC. You got to build these guys up, right? And uh, he he passed the, the test with flying colors. Put away Amadovsky. I think uh, uh, the late stages of the first round, probably like three minutes and forty five seconds in. Um, but yeah, huge knockout. The guy looks like a beast. He's he's big as hell for the weight class and yoked, and he hits really hard. Another dude that trains out of Philly, like uh, Sabatini and Brady and Paul Felder and all those guys. Um, so I, I I would like to see him. Uh, you know, grow and develop in the octagon. And I always got to shout out my East coast boys. You know, we got to hold it down for the East coast. Uh, uh, was actually born in Jersey too. So another reason to root for him, you know? Yeah. But he looked, he looked good. He, he looked really good. Uh, did I say Amadovsky? I meant, uh, Pfeiffer. 
Pfeiffer was born in Jersey. But uh, yeah, he, he looked he looked really good, man. I think that's going to be another prospect to watch in the upcoming weeks. You know, he'll probably that's get another what, fight in the before the end of the year. I think he came out here pretty unscathed. That's what makes these uh, these fight nights so entertaining is you have a lot of these young and hungry people that are you know so much concerned with their positioning. They're just going out there to try and put on a performance and get their name out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, it's that's why I like watching every card, man. Because you know, we we sight we saw Basharat this weekend kick ass. You know, in a few years, you might see him in a title fight in a top five fight, and we'll be the ones that are sitting here being like, "Yeah, I remember when he got that second fight against Gravely and looked amazing." You know, so nice, it's because uh, we're gonna be having about a hundred bucks on him in a title fight. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that much. You know, I'm I'm gonna have to bet on that guy going forward. And the other big news coming out of the weekend, Jose Aldo Jr. retires. Yeah, man. You know, it's kind of bittersweet for me. I I love Jose Aldo, you know, and I'm happy to see him go out like not on a crazy losing skid or like getting knocked out over and over like you see some of our legends go out in this sport. Um, So awesome to see him wrap it up at a good time. It sucks that he kind of went out on a whimper with that Marab fight a few months ago. Uh, I I was picking Aldo going into that fight, but Marab just uh, stayed relentless with the cardio and the takedowns. But Aldo had an f- amazing career, man. One of the goats for sure. My top three easily, maybe my goat, but uh, that depends on what day I'm, I'm how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think I think that's also coming from the hardcore part of you, and I think an unfortunate part of. Uh, of Aldo's career is going to be permanently tied to the 13 second knockout of, of, uh, Connor. by Conor McGregor. And this is, you know, the one reason I'm glad that we have this podcast going because like I'm mostly a casual, but there's a hardcore fan of me that, you know, especially on the rise of McGregor that would mm-hmm. come up that you would have just random people that have never watched a fight before and they'll be like oh yeah i'm a mcgregor fan i'm gonna put all my money i'm like all right first i was going against the wrestle and i'm trying to like break it down technically and they're like he's just gonna win and it's just like you don't even know yeah but then yeah go- but then but then he goes out there and sparks people like jose aldo and eddie alvarez yeah. and all i can do all i can do is just sit there and listen to like my casual friends that have nothing to do about no nothing to do say about, i told uh, you so and, yeah i gotta sit there and hand them 20 bucks i'm just like are you <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, cost me a little. I would have loved to see that matchup again. I really would. I wish they would have done it back. I wish they'd have at least because I feel like that would have. Even if he would have still lost, being able to see you know, uh, you know, him go three, four, maybe even five rounds with McGregor in a in what would have probably been a very beautiful, uh, striking striking match, you know, turned out to be a very big letdown. And then really it seemed like that was just the decline of his career. You know, he was never really the same after that. Yeah, I mean, I thought like I thought that that would be the thing that defined Aldo's career when it happened. I was worried that that was what people were going to remember. But I think he did so much work later after that fight to come back. Like he, you know, he he fought, he got the title back at featherweight against uh, Frankie Edgar at UFC 200. That was awesome. And then, you know, he had those fights with Holloway 
and uh, and Volkanovski were like, we were like, oh man, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it for Aldo. You know, like how many times did we say like this has got to be the end? This has got to be the end for Aldo. Like he lost against Holloway. He got beat up on the ground for three rounds. He lost against Holloway in the second fight. Right after that, same exact outcome. He lost against Volkanovski. Gets put against the cage and outpaced. And then we're like, where do you, where do you go from here? You know, he lost to the the top guy. He lost to the guy behind him. And then uh, he he pulled out all the stops, beat up Jeremy Stevens, beat up Hanato Moicano, finished these guys. These guys that are so tough and either never got finished or only got finished by the best guys in the world. And then goes down a weight class to bantamweight. Has that fight with Marlon Marias, where uh, a lot of people thought he won. I thought personally that Marlon did enough to win in the first and third round, but a lot of people thought Jose won that fight. Uh, again, there was another point in his career where everybody was writing him off. They're all saying like, ah, how is he going to make 35? He had such a big cut to 45, you know, and uh, the motherfucker just came out and looked amazing, you know, got the title fight against Dion, got beat up, but had a great performance, you know, looked good in that fight. He got finished late in the fight. It was another one that they could have been stopped earlier. And that was another fight where people were like, yep, that's it. It's done for Jose Aldo. Hang him up, retire. And then he goes on this crazy run at Bantamweight and fucking puts together a win streak again, man. It was it was awesome to see. It was so inspiring. After the on fight, you know, he got finished in that fight and a lot of people wrote him off. And then he puts together this this run at Bantamweight, beating up Marlon Vera with his grappling, you know, taking the back over and over in that fight. Beat Pedro Munoz on the feet. A fight that a lot of people thought like Aldo was going to have trouble with because Munoz is so tough. He beat him up on the feet. I mean, he goes and fights Rob Font in a five-round fight and beat the shit out of Rob Font. Like Very similar to the Cheeto-Font fight where Rob is landing a bunch of volume and then he just gets hurt at the end of the round over and over. But Aldo looked like a monster in that fight. And he was knocking on the door for the title shot, man. They could have gave it to him, but they made him fight Marab in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I, I felt like was just a bad decision uh, matchmaking wise, you know, Marab at the end of the fight saying that he doesn't want to fight his fr- his uh, friend and brother Aljamain Sterling for the title. So it was kind of just like a wash at that point. Um, but regardless, long and storied career from Jose Aldo. And uh, I'd love to do a, a deep dive breakdown fight by fight going through his UFC, WEC days, Bantamweight, Featherweight, uh, going through all that stuff. That would be awesome. Well, let me ask you this. Where do you think he goes from here? Do you think that... Um... Do you think he retires from combat sports or do you think this is just a retirement from the UFC and then you start seeing him take, you know, um, I mean, you're very similar to what's going on nowadays. You see, like, you know, I mean, Anderson Silva's fighting uh, uh, Jake Paul, for God's sake. So do you think that this will be him just laying down the gloves and coaching or do you think he still will do some kind of competition that that – I understand, but I don't want to see him tarnish his legacy by going out there yeah. at like 40, 45 years old and then getting starched by somebody. Yeah, that, that's what I'm worried about, too. Um, I, From what I understand, he had a fight left on his UFC contract. And uh, the only reason that he was able to get out of it was because he promised the UFC that he wouldn't fight in MMA again, that he would retire from the sport altogether. So yeah. uh, I think... Putting Sorry. on a pair of boxing gloves isn't isn't retiring is uh you know still retiring from MMA. Yeah, that's still that's a different sport. You're right. Uh, I mean, I could I could see him doing well in a boxing scene if he really wanted to. But honestly, I think Aldo is an honest enough like he's a he's he's an honest enough person with himself that I think when he hangs it up, he's going to hang it up. I think it's going to be like the Khabib situation. And another thing, another reason that's or another factor into his retirement 
was that uh, he just uh, his wife just gave birth to another baby uh, just this last um, Monday or uh, Sunday. So uh, that's a that's going to be a huge part of his life now going forward. I mean, he already has kids, but I think he wants to be a full time dad now, you know, and that's uh, that's fucking honorable. You can't do You know, there's nothing we can say about that. You know what I mean? I can appreciate it. I mean, you're, you know, your head, you can only take so many, you know, shots to the head before mm-hmm. you, know, you start your, your, your facility start going. Yeah. And the guys, he, he has a successful burger restaurant in Brazil too. He's a, he's a good coach. You know, maybe we'll see him do some like jujitsu competitions down the line. That would be cool. But I think, uh, I think it's the end of, uh, Jose Aldo punching and getting punched. I think that's, that's going to be it for him. I hope that's how it goes down because sometimes these MMA retirements last as long as a you know summer breeze. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I would I hope a lot a lot of these vets you know take a page from his book and sit know when to call today. You know, specifically Frankie Edgar. I would love to see Frankie because it hurts me every time. Like because I agree, you know, like you know, I you know, I came up with you know Frankie Edgar, seeing him out there and seeing him like oh he's a wrestler and looking at him go like. And so it, it, it hurts seeing him, you know, get knocked out so viciously. Yeah, man. Repeatedly. Yeah. Because there's only so many, there's so many of them that take, you know, that's why, you know, as we were talking earlier that, you know, I'm okay with seeing a little bit more doctor stoppage because at this point it's like, hey, you know, it's going to take, like, uh, man, that Holloway cater fight. That's one of those things where it was just it got to a point where, like, this is just hard to watch. Yeah, like, what more do you need to see, you know? Uh, I agree with you 100%. I think that was on the corner. The corner should have stopped that fight. But, uh, yeah, man, it's rough, man. It's like, I'm happy Aldo isn't going to be in any of those positions anymore because that Jan fight was one that people, uh, me, me in particular, myself, I was thinking, like, they got to they gotta throw in the towel. Like, the doc, something has to happen because this is crazy. You can't just see the legend get beat down like that so long. That's kind of—I don't want to say that's what the UFC likes, but they kind of—they like to see, you know, that that changing of the guard, you know, the yeah. legend going out on their shield and then going out. Not to say that they love seeing them just get like you know beat to a point because you know Dana will go up and be like, "Hey, maybe it's time to retire." But it's, yeah, it's, I. Uh... I, I think they do. They they make matchups where the young eat the old. You know, they tried to do it against Hamza and Diaz. You know, they made that fight. I can't believe they made that fight. You know, but everything fell out of place, and it ended up being Diaz versus Ferguson, a much more apropos fight for where they were at in their careers. I mean, though, I that one I could see Diaz being difficult to deal with, and then he even he even made the matchup himself by saying if if like if Hamza gets past Burns. Then I'll fight the dude, and then he got past him. He's like, "Oh man, I gotta fight." Yeah, like yeah. that. Like I said that's the closest you'll ever get in a soundbite to hearing Diaz like say, "Like man, I don't want to fight this fight." Is, yeah, word. I guess I gotta fight on my hands. I'm honestly really happy that we didn't see that fight because I think it would have been really tough murder. to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hamza even said he's like he's like why he's like why would I not be happy for missing weight? If I made weight, I would be in jail for murder right now. Yeah, and word. I'd kill like that. Guy. Might, that might actually be a true statement. He might have actually like because he probably wouldn't have got that choke on um, on Diaz, but he would have got him to the ground and just beat just beat the him. piss out of him. Yeah, oh, it would have been bad, man. Yeah. So I'm happy we didn't see that. Yeah, I'm glad to see him going out on a win. I'm glad it was against Tony Ferguson, who, you know, even as he was saying, you know, as Diaz was saying, he wanted, he was glad that he was fighting a veteran of the game, you know, somebody that has been there and been in the wars and not just an up-and-comer on his last fight. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's cool to see him go out in the veteran matchup like that. And I'd like to see more of those matchups going forward, you know? Like, it would have been cool to see, like, a, I don't know, like an Aldo versus a Sun Sao or something like that. But, you know, I'm happy with Aldo's retirement. Uh, I'd love to do a deep dive breakdown piece, a career retrospective on Jose Aldo coming forward. So uh, keep, keep your eyes open for that, listeners and viewers. Uh, we'll probably be doing that pretty soon. Excited for the next fights coming up, uh, next couple cards coming up for sure. Yeah, man, there's some good ones coming up. Uh, unfortunately, there's a, a week off here and there. You know, I think the the next fight's on October 1st, and the one after that's on October 15th. But, uh, you know, we'll have plenty of time to put out some episodes to keep the fans busy, you know, keep their, uh, their minds going, you know, between those fights. Yeah, fans, let us know what you think of the fights, uh, future matchups that you have coming through. Let us know what you thought of Jose Aldo's legendary career mm-hmm. coming to a close. Give us uh, give us all the comments. Yeah, we're going to drop a poll down in uh, in the YouTube poll section uh, asking if you guys thought that the cut was enough to stop the Song Yudong versus Sanhagen fight. I personally felt like it was, but I'd love to hear you guys' feedback. So definitely... Uh, uh, comment and like that that poll and uh, give us your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, I definitely know that both Song and Sanhagen would have said they would love to keep the fight going. But you know, let's throw it to you guys. Let's see, throw it to you fans and see what you think. Man, honestly though, like I felt like the uh, the doctor in the apex that night. He was looking for blood, man. Like because <laughs> he saw the cut <laughs> against uh, Rodriguez and he was just like, "Yep, now nah, he's good." You know, and he went to Song like three times. They checked on the cut before the finish. And it was like every time Doc was just like, can you see? All right, cool. And he just like walked away. But at a certain point, it was it was so bad. And Sanhagen was doing everything he could to open it up even more. You saw him like peel Song's face off of him in the clinch. And like uh, he, he like, excuse me, he was poking at that cut with the jab and throwing those elbows again to try to open it up. And very smart fighter, we've said from Sanhagen. Very just smart a dog, fighter. man. Yeah, Sanhagen's just so smart. He knows how to play the game, you know. Uh, so that was that was a great performance from him. That up elbow that he landed that that caused the cut was fucking beautiful. It was amazing. You know, I love seeing those up elbows. Very Tony Ferguson esque. Very you know, uh, Anderson landed a few in his career as well. Uh, those things are a beauty. You know, I'm a big fan of standing elbows in general. Do you think? Uh, do you think that the the event being called in the Apex Center, uh, you know, played in part to the doctor stoppage? Because you know, if you have a you know a packed arena full of you know, 10,000 plus fight fans sitting there screaming. Do you think the doctor is going to make that decision in that situation to call it? Or do you think that the crowd is going to, you know, influence him to be like, all right, let's go one more round, especially uh, it being the fifth and final round. I think that's a great, uh, a great question. Uh, I think it really comes down to what uh, a venue, what arena the fights are being held in and who's fighting because like, you know, I hate to, to, you know, make these claims or suggestions, but that that is in the UFC apex. That's a UFC bought doctor and that that doctor, you know what I mean? So like he wanted the fight to go on as long as he could. The UFC wants the fight to go on as long as they can. You know what I mean? Um, But when they went to New York and it was Maswell versus Diaz, UFC 244, uh, New York Athletic Commission is known for being one of the more conservative ones. And they, uh, the doctor had no problem stopping the fight with a legend like that, Nate Diaz, 
and in a huge arena in Madison Square Garden with uh, whatever 30,000, 40,000 fans there. Um, you were there, weren't you? I was there. Yeah, it was insane. Oh, yeah, man. I remember because like, I was like, I remember when I saw that it got stopped. I was like, I bet Hoos is pissed. Yeah, nah. Uh, I mean, honestly, that fight, like the the card before it was so good. When it got to that fight, it was like, all right, like this is the cherry on top of the Sunday. And Masvidal was beating the piss out of Diaz. Regardless, I thought he was gonna he was gonna win either way. But uh, yeah, I so know. I, I think mean, Diaz I think Diaz probably could have came back in uh, that fourth or fifth. You know, he definitely he he wobbled Leon. He's always got that moment to to yeah. put in. And I I think I don't think Masvidal is as obviously he could hurt me, but I don't think he's. I think that. Uh, that knockout of Darren Till and then the knockout of Ben Askren put him in a stratosphere that it's taken a while for him to come down, but I, I don't see him fighting very many people um, in the top five or ever. I don't, I don't think he was deserving of the title shot in the first place. I think he worked his storyline into it and that's very good on him. I have no problem yeah, with yeah. him, you know, yeah, you know, working his way however, however he has to, but you know, I don't think he should have ever been in that top 10. Yeah, and he he definitely struck the iron while it was hot, you know. Um, hey, mate, you gotta you gotta play, and what? Well, that's part of the game, not, man. Yeah, he's got to not go to jail now, though. That's his biggest. biggest yeah, thing. that's that's a crazy. That's a whole other uh, a whole other story we could delve into, know. you know. Yeah, I remember, I remember when you and I were just saying, I'm like, are they? They're just playing this, right? This is the shoot. This is a work, right? Yeah, yeah. This. A lot of people <laughs> thought it was a work. Yeah, I swear to God, I thought it was. And then I even after it, you know, when they're playing, I'm like, maybe they're still playing up, but trying to get Colby Covington. Masvidal too, and then when then when I heard that Masvidal knocked his tooth out in the yeah. in a Miami restaurant, I was like, all right, they might actually not like each other. Anymore. Yeah, where I'm starting to think these boys don't like yeah, each I'm other. Start, yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to think that this isn't a work. Yeah, no, nah, that was that was crazy, man. This is such a, a crazy sport, you know. Like uh, it's get it's getting crazier because if if you know if if the WWE hadn't blended over into the UFC so much, that probably never would have happened because Colby Covington wouldn't have gone into character talking all that shit yeah yeah you get it so you play it long enough you immerse yourself into it and it's you know it's but he had you know he has to sell his fights just like you you know he alludes to all the time he's like what do you want me to do i was winning fights and they said they were going to cut me yeah i get it you know that doesn't make that doesn't to me that doesn't make any sense either so if i gotta like you know if i have to come up with a wwe style persona to 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 keep your job yeah yeah, exactly. I can't. And, I don't. I don't blame him. And I was a big fan of Covington before he started talking. Before he started opening his mouth, because like you know, he's he's just a great wrestler and pushes the pace and high volume. Which I'm always a fan of those guys, you know. But uh, exactly. And he hasn't, like you said, he hasn't changed his style. You know, I think Usman yeah. was talking about this on um, the the Joe Rogan podcast about how you know Colby's always been this dominant. It's yeah. just people didn't start noticing until he started talking, uh, you know, talking all this noise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, hey, I'd love to do a, a deep dive breakdown on, on Colby and the welterweight division in general as well, you know. But uh, I think we should start wrapping up this episode for the, the post breakdown. Yeah, man, it's been real talking, you know. Thanks for listening, fans. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to drop a career retrospective on Jose Aldo pretty soon. We're going to do a look forward to the fights on October 1st and uh, probably add some more content breakdowns and uh, things like that in between. So uh, stick with us. Stick with the technical knockout hardcore casual MMA podcast for hardcore and casual fans. Uh, I'm your host, Hussein. This is my co-host, Jordan Patrick James. We're going to be out of here pretty soon. 
All right, you guys take care. Leave your comments in the section below. Uh, call in on our poll. Let us know whether you think the stoppage of Song versus San was a proper stoppage or if you think they called it too early. We will see you next time to break down the legendary career of Jose Aldo Jr. and to talk about the upcoming fights in about two weeks. Stay tuned.